This is Amy Bauman, and you are listening to Speaking Truth with Love. For more information about myself or For His Glory Ministry, you can head to amybauman.com. Now here is today's show. Hey, good morning and welcome to The Chair. My name is Amy Bauman, and this is our Tuesday teaching. We come together every Tuesday, figure out what chair we're sitting in, unpack God's Word, apply it to our lives, hopefully have a little fun along the way. But thank you so much for being here today. I know some of you are probably watching from your spring break vacation. Um, We're not mad at you truly, but we are excited that you're joining us and we would just ask that you would bring us a little sunshine, maybe a little sand um, back when you come. But thanks for being here today. Thanks for joining us. We're gonna be talking about spring cleaning. And no, you don't have to clean your apartments or your homes. We're actually gonna be talking about cleaning our hearts. So no worries there. But lots to talk about, lots to share with you. So before we get started, let's open with prayer. Father God, I just thank you. I thank you for today. I thank you for who you are, for how much you love us, for what you've done for us. And I just pray now in these next few moments that you will open up our hearts and our ears for what it is that you have for us, that you will birth something brand new in us today, Lord. And we just are excited about everything that you're going to do. I just pray for each person listening, each person watching, wherever they're watching from, Lord, that that they will feel your love in a real and tangible way and that you will meet them exactly where they are, whatever situation they are in, whatever they are facing. We love you, we praise you, we thank you, and we ask all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So spring cleaning, yes, it's about that time. Uh, For us in Michigan, we're still struggling a bit uh, with the snow and the rain and uh, trying to get those warmer temperatures up there. I think we're here. I think it's finally come, but it reminds me of, you know, it's time to kind of get ready for, for things, maybe change out uh, some wardrobe. I'm trying to put my winter coat away and my boots, um, getting ready for, for summertime. But in this moment, right, in this month of April, as we make our way to the cross, The Lord really revealed to me that there are some things that we need to do to make room for what's coming. And and sometimes we have to clean up some stuff, get rid of some stuff, throw away some things to make room for that new revelation. And I don't want to think about it as just Good Friday, Easter Sunday, right? This season of Lent that we're going through right now is to find out what areas of our life where we're thirsting for God. And it's not really just a, an event that is, comes and goes. I mean, it's really a lifestyle. It's, a, it's really a way for us to be thinking about how can we continue to realign our lives with God's Word to become more like Jesus. And that's not just a once-a-year thing that is an everyday get up, put our work boots on and be intentional. And so this all came together really kind of crazily. Um, that's how the Holy Spirit works for me is I wasn't sure what we were going to be talking about today. And then actually last night in the middle of the night, I started dreaming and I dreamt about the beginning 
of this video that you saw today with me cleaning everything. And I, I did that video, I think it was over a year ago. And that's the video that I woke up to thinking about that video. And I'm like, okay, Lord, I guess we're going to be talking about spring cleaning today. And then I was like, all right, uh, as I'm sitting down in my, my quiet time with the Lord, I'm like, okay, what would you like me to read today? And it gives me Jonah. Now, I'm not sure exactly what Jonah and the whale has to do with spring cleaning per se, but I think it has something to do with what do we need to have uh, birthed in our heart and how do we need to prepare for uh, what's coming later this month, Good Friday and Easter Sunday. So if you have your Bibles today, you can turn to Jonah and uh, we're going to just look at that here for a few minutes. First of all, here's the question I know you're all dying to ask. Is this a true story? Yes, it is. Jonah is a true story. Jonah was a historical figure. He was a credible prophet and he spoke the word of God. And you can see references to Jonah in uh, 2 Kings 14, 23 and 24, and I believe 25. But around the uh, 790 BC is when Jonah lived and he was wrestling with the issues that were happening during that day current issues. Maybe you can feel a little like Jonah today. Maybe you're wrestling with current issues. But we start off um, in chapter one that Jonah hears from the Lord. God tells him, go to the city of Nineveh and preach against it because its wickedness has come up before me. And like the very next thing, verse three Jonah is fleeing to Tarshish. He is on his way. He doesn't want to listen to the Lord. He doesn't want to go to Nineveh. He, he gets on a ship and he pays for the fare and he is sailing to Tarshish to flee from the Lord. Well, I got to tell you, that's his first mistake. I don't know about you, but I've tried to flee from the Lord and uh, he finds me just like he found Jonah. We, we jump down to verse four. Then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. So the Lord is trying to get Jonah's attention already. And uh, Jonah's still not listening. Jonah's down in below deck in a deep sleep. The crew are scurrying around trying to figure out who did what to cause whatever's happening. They're throwing stuff overboard. Then the sailors say to each other, come let us cast lots to find out who is responsible for this calamity. It fell to Jonah and they're like, okay, dude, what did you do and what's going on? And he answered, I am a Hebrew and I worship the Lord, the, the man, the, the God who created the sea and the dry land and everyone was afraid. They could see that God was working and moving in this creation that he made, right? The sea. And that he's the one that caused the storm. And they were afraid. And they um, started to um, call out to God and, and do, did offerings to him. And so they picked him up and they threw him in, Jonah, into the sea and everything calmed down and they could see 
that his God was real and he was working and moving. Then we, we go where Jonah was actually scooped up by this big fish and he was in the belly of this fish, this whale, for three days. So this is another just great example that if you're thinking about fleeing from God, if you're, if you're thinking about saying no to whatever he's asked you to do, this, this is a really good reason not to. You know, read your Bible. It tells you what not to do. So Jonah's praying in the belly of the fish and he's uh, saying all these things. You, you hurled me into the depths, into the very heart of the seas and the current swirled about me and all your waves and breakers swept over me. I have been banished from your sight, yet I will look again toward your holy temple. But you, Lord, my God, brought my life up from the pit. So he's praying to the Lord for the three days. And finally, finally, um, it says the whale vomited him out on land. Another great situation not to be in. And he ends up exactly where God wanted him to go in the first place, which was Nineveh. So we look and see that Jonah goes to Nineveh and goes throughout the streets of Nineveh saying, uh, where am I here? 40 more days and Nineveh will be overthrown. And he's telling everybody to repent to the Lord and he's giving them a warning. And when Jonah's warning reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, took off his royal robes, covered himself with a sackcloth, and sat down in the dust. And he made this proclamation to everyone in the city. Animals and people alike, don't eat, don't drink, wear the sackcloth, put dust on your head. We need to repent to the Lord because maybe he won't destroy us. Maybe he will have mercy on us. And that's exactly what God did. He did not destroy Nineveh and, um, and his destruction uh, did not happen. And so what happens? Jonah is mad. Jonah said, this is why I didn't want to go to Nineveh in the first place. Because God, you're too good. You are too much filled with grace. These people deserved it. They had it coming. And yet you are not going to destroy him. This is why I didn't want to come. Thank you so much. And the Lord says to him, is it right for you to be angry? Really, Jonah? Is it right for you to be angry? And then it goes on to say, uh, Jonah had gone out and sat down at a place east of the city. There he made himself a shelter, sat in its shade and waited to see what would happen. The Lord provided a leafy plant. Jonah loved that. Then the Lord provided a worm which ate the plant. And Jonah sat there and felt the full heat of the scorching sun and wind. And he was so angry that he wished he was dead. And we come to this. And should I not have concern for the great city of Nineveh, in which there are more than 120,000 people who cannot tell their right hand from their left? and also many animals. Now this is the only book of the Bible that ends with a question. And here God is questioning Jonah saying, really, 
you're, you're angry with me because I am choosing to save all of these people and animals because they've repented to me genuinely. And so it, it opens up the question for us, what are our expectations? What do we have in our heart where we're expecting certain things to happen, certain ways that things should be moving and going, and we get mad at God. We question God and his authority and where he sits, which, my friends, is on a throne. And we can look at the story and say, okay, how will we, when we don't have our expectations met, how are we going to respond to God? And are we going to let God birth something new? In our hearts and so really we need to take a couple minutes and ask ourselves maybe we have some things that are in there that we need to clean up maybe we have some expectations that currently don't align with God's Word maybe there are times where where God asks us to do something and we're like Jonah and we don't want to do it we run from God, we flee from God and say, oh, please don't ask me to do that. Don't ask me to be nice to my neighbor. Do not ask me to talk to my sister-in-law. Please do not make me go back and apologize for that Facebook post. Please don't make me do this. As we make our way to the cross, we might have just these expectations in our heart, the ways that we've always done things, the ways that we've always thought about things, the ways that we want to continue to do things. And we have to ask ourselves, do we need to allow the Lord to clean up what's currently in there and birth something new today in us? So I've created this acronym for us to have a better memory. I need those things sometimes. And it's just called spring. So let's look at each letter and see how we can apply that to our lives to spring clean our hearts to get ready for whatever it is that God wants to do. So S, the first letter, surrender. We need to surrender our expectations. We need to surrender the ways we think things should go. We need to surrender our ideas and our desires. And by doing that, surrendering, which is opening up our hand, allowing to let the Lord work and move in us however he wants to do, whatever that would look like. The next letter is P for pray. We need to have time. We need to create space to talk with God. And we talked about that a couple weeks ago. What does praying look like? Praying could be just like you would send a text message to your friend. Praying is having this conversation with God that doesn't just happen over mealtime or bedtime or when you want something time. Praying is communicating with God throughout the day, telling him what's on your mind, um, praying for things that are aligned with his word, 
praying out his word over people and over situations, but praying is communicating with God. And it's important to be able to have that open conversation where we're talking and we're listening. R is for repent. We talked about this a couple weeks ago, how God can't move and work when there is sin involved, when there is unforgiveness involved. And so we need to repent our sins. We need to repent of things that we're carrying around, um, unforgiveness, uh, selfish desires, plans that are our own, fleshly things that, that we're carrying on. And we need to surrender that over to the Lord. But we need to repent of those things and ask God to come in and work and move in only the way that God can do when we repent. So we've got S-P-R-I is invest. Invest in yourself. You need to be able to create a space each day where you are renewing your mind, where you are spending time in God's word, where you are praying to him. And I think, you know, we, we focus so much on, on working out and are we eating right that we have to remember that we're not just flesh, we're also spirit. And if we're not going to be investing time in that relationship, in, in being intentional with our, our time each day with God, we need to invest that. And in, and in turn, we're not only just investing in God, we're investing in ourselves and our relationship so that we can be more like him. And so that's very important. Which brings us to N, nourish your soul. You need to be able to uh, worship God every day. You need to be able to spend time, whatever that looks like, worshiping him with music, um, spending time in prayer, um, prayer journaling, um, watching a podcast, going to church on Sunday. You need to nourish and feed your soul. And then G, S-P-R-I-N-G. Give God room to move. Sometimes we can have so much clutter in our lives. I like to think about it as, you know, we go through the winter, right? We've got our Christmas tree up and our lights and our, our boots and our mittens and our hats and extra clothing and all the things that happen and accumulate over the winter. And we need to be able to clean up and get rid of the tree, uh, get rid of uh, the extra stuff, uh, put away the, the Christmas lights, get things ready for springtime. It's the same with our hearts. Maybe there's some things that you need to get rid of, purge, clean away so that God can get in there and fully move around, have space to work and move, do things in your life that he's been desiring to do, but it's been too messy. It's been too crowded in there. Allow the Lord to shine his light into all those areas of your heart to clean up what needs to go away so that he can birth something new in you. Not just because we're going to be going toward the cross, 
but because he wants to do something new in you every single day. What happened on Easter Sunday happened so long ago. It's time to be able to receive everything that Jesus did. And to do that, we have to make room, spring clean our hearts. And, and only Jesus can do that. Only Jesus can make room by doing everything that it says for spring. I hope that encourages you today. I hope that you'll do some spring cleaning in your heart to make room for everything that God has for you, wants for you. Jeremiah 29, 11, he has great plans for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Hang on to those words today as you're spring cleaning. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for speaking to my heart and telling me what you wanted said today. And I just pray that I will continue to listen to you and that you will continue to work and move in all of us so that we can have obedient hearts and ears for, for what it is that you have for us. And I just pray for each person listening, each person watching, Lord, that you will work and move in ways that only you can do. Help us clean our hearts. Help us to make room for you. We love you and praise you and thank you and ask all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, until we can be together again, be blessed. Thanks so much for joining me today. Stay tuned for more Tuesday teachings, Sunday sermons, and encouraging messages along the way. And until next time, be blessed.